Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the RL Football Report, the podcast covering all things football at all levels. My name is Ryan Ketchum, joined alongside Larry Sanderson and Chris Ramirez. We also have Bill Jones. He's not able to join us for this recording session, but he is part of our four-man team. You could be able to listen to his analysis anywhere where you listen to podcasts on the RL Football Report. But we have a special guest joining us today, Anthony Lamar, joining us. Thank you so much for coming on the RL Football Report. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much. We're currently filming this on a Thursday, November 17th, 2022, going over the previous weekend of high school, college, and the NFL. And first, we'll dive into what happened this high school football playoff season. We got some teams in the playoffs, some teams entering the playoffs, all these big teams, modern day already uh, through uh, the playoffs as well, after coming off of bye week, they came up with a victory last weekend. What's kind of some big matchups that you saw this past weekend with high school football? Obviously, California, Texas, Florida, a few other big states like Nevada also entering playoff football. But what did you see this weekend? Uh, be, um, this uh, uh, waiting for the uh, semifinals in California with uh, modern day in a and with uh, St. John Bosco. But the one that shocked me uh, was uh, Long Beach Poly losing to Los Alamitos and Los Alamitos taking it to them and moving on to the semifinals in Division One. That that was my biggest shocker. I didn't see that happen. And uh, Centennial Corona getting upset by Mission Viejo because we thought uh, as Long Beach Poly and uh, and Centennial Corona would move on to the semifinals, and obviously that didn't happen. The two big upsets happened, and now uh, Modern Day is going to play what Los Alamitos and St. John Bosco's playing uh, Mission Viejo. Um, expect uh, Modern Day. Um, uh, Los, I think Los Alamitos could give Modern Day all they can handle. That could be a good game. St. John Bosco is probably going to handle Mission Viejo. That'll be the end of Mission Viejo, in my opinion. And another game that that I'm looking out there, I think it's Friday night, uh, in Miami or in uh, Bradenton, Florida, uh, IMG Academy, the 10th-ranked team in the country, playing St. Francis Academy of Baltimore, ranked number two in the country. And that is their biggest test. And um, if they could get by that game, I think they'll be legit. If they don't, it would, you know, they'll, you know, they'll drop in the polls really, really dramatically. And uh, Bishop Gorman uh, could wind up being number two or three in the country because they don't have anybody left in their schedule after uh, blowing a two-touchdown lead against uh, Modern Day uh, and blowing a 10-point lead uh, against Modern Day. So, uh, and I'm curious about the uh, the Florida playoffs, Division One, and the Texas playoffs, Division One. Yeah, with uh, you were mentioning uh, Bishop Gorman, um, what they got a game against, uh, uh, what Bishop Montague. Uh, that's going to be the championship game for um, Nevada Class Five A state championship game right yeah. there. So uh, that, that's going to be a big one. Um, a matchup right there. Uh, Bishop Montague won 34 to 28 against Spanish Springs uh, last week. Uh, a lot of big things happening, though. Obviously, Chris, you've been following a lot in Arizona football. 
uh, what was kind of some some big matchups you're looking forward to see? Well, this uh, last week, um, Hamilton beat um, rivalry Chandler. Uh, Chandler is out of the top 25. It's going to be really the best two teams in the state now. It's Liberty and Basher. Liberty beat Basher and Hamden, they only lost. So seeing the changing of the guard here in the uh, state of Arizona with high school football this year. So it's very interesting to see how Liberty, they're undefeated. Um, they might run the table and might take the state. Uh, so you got a new breed that's out here with um, new schools. Uh, still, you can't count out Segaro, Hamilton, Chandler, or Centennial. They'll be back in that race once again. Texas football, obviously, 6A. Uh, Division One playoffs are going to start. You got some of those top teams in there. You got, um, uh, what, Southlake, all those that, that are going to be North Shore. Uh, you know, so some of these big-time names. Uh, it's going to be great to see uh, Texas football once again. Um you know, for the playoffs, because obviously you always have some top 10 teams. Unfortunately, this year, though, the highest ranked team is ninth ranked North Shore. But you got Westlake right behind at 11. You got Duncanville at 13, Geyer at 14. Uh, you got Katie at 18 as well. So it's going to be very competitive as years in the past. I was also surprised, though, as you mentioned, uh, Larry, with Long Beach Pauly uh, losing against Los Alamitos 52 to 42. High scoring game yeah. right there, but we would have seen that Long Beach Poly modern day matchup. So that would have been interesting. We would have seen that Bosco Centennial matchup if they would have yeah. been Mission Viejo. So would have been a, a little better games this weekend for a California high school football, but we're probably going to be seeing that modern day and St. John Bosco matchup coming up. Uh, but transitioning into college football, obviously, uh, a lot of uh, big matchups. We've been seeing some upsets as of late but georgia ohio state michigan tcu are the top four teams right now you got tennessee just outside lsu you got usc up in the mix still as well ucla and oregon dropped after some upsets though so uh how do you think these rankings are are landing and uh you know what, what were some big things you saw this past weekend i'll be honest with you i like the top three are very uh evenly matched we get to number four, five, six, and seven. Uh, there's issues with all of them. Uh, Tennessee, uh, they score points, but they don't stop anybody. And then uh, they struggled week two against Pittsburgh at, at the catch-up field. They beat them. And they had to play over their heads to uh, beat Alabama. If any time Alabama, I'll be honest with you, I think the fourth-ranked team, best team in the country is Alabama. Because Alabama has never been blown out. The only time they get blown out is against Georgia. Let them play. George, let the number one seed play Alabama. Even if they're not going to win the – if Georgia wins the Southeast Conference, the committee should put – if USC doesn't run the table, which I don't think they will, put Alabama number – put Alabama number four. I think Alabama would be favored against everybody except for – uh, Georgia, Ohio State, they'd even be favored against uh, Michigan. There's only two teams they wouldn't be favored against. Texas is a joke. Baylor is off, uh, weak. And I don't know who they're going to play in the in the Big 12 championship game. Even yeah. if they're undefeated. I mean, 
I mean, they don't stop you. They played a well defensively. They only allowed Texas 17 points. But most of the season, they've been allowing 45, 50 points, TCU. And they have to come back and beat these other teams. And uh, But the big games that I'm really looking forward to, and unfortunately, they lost to uh, Arizona, UCLA, letting Arizona get hope being up 14 to nothing, and Arizona never turned the ball over. That's how you can win when you play a perfect game. But I think UCLA will beat USC because they're a better team than USC. USC, they'll beat them up in the in the in the trenches. They'll beat them up in uh, USC's secondary is weak. Their their receivers are going to kill USC secondary, and I think it's going to be a shootout. But I expect the US UCLA to beat them by ten to fourteen points against Southern California. And that will eliminate the Pac-12, but it will put UCLA in the championship game in Las Vegas against either Utah, Oregon, and maybe SC again. Who knows? But uh, I think uh, UCLA will – I think UCLA is the best – they they have a great chance of going to the Rose Bowl, and that would be a tremendous uh, feat because – what has UCLA done uh, under Chip Kelly? Nothing. And that that would be an incredible feat for them to get to a, to a New Year's Six Bowl. Sure. And Anthony, what, what are your thoughts of the college football landscape after some of these, uh, you know, bigger upsets that we've seen as of late? Well, um, you know, I'm just interested if uh, TCU does end up losing – are they going to do, say, two Big Ten and two SEC teams going into the playoffs? You know, is that a is that a possibility? Even if USC does run the table, uh, I just have a feeling that they, the committee would probably prefer those East Coast teams that have a little bit tighter schedules, a little bit more uh, big wins under their belt. So I really see that being a big thing to happen. Uh, I mean, besides that, yeah, TCU just high scoring team USC has to outscore people. So yeah, I think more of these complete teams are the ones that should make it in. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of complete teams right outside of the top four. I, I don't think TCU is going to, uh, you know, land it. I, I, I don't think they, you know, got, got what it takes with some of these teams outside, even though Alabama has those two losses, if SC, you know, slips up, if there is a slip up from TCU, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama continues to inch closer just from, uh, you know, their past as well as how they played. I mean, uh, what, you know, big balls on LSU of going for that two-point conversion to be able to, uh, you know, come up with that big upset. If that didn't happen, you know, we might have another conversation with Alabama right now. So they were just outside of there. Um, you know, Georgia obviously is showing their dominance after that game against Tennessee as well and showing that Tennessee might not – I mean, obviously them showing that they're, uh, you know, top team still putting up uh, 13 points against that strong Georgia defense. But, I mean, you know, showing that there is some difference between that one and five spot or, you know, obviously Tennessee was one and uh, Georgia was three at the time. But, you know, shows that there is a little difference right there. But, Chris, uh, looking at some of the, you know, uh, upsets, I know obviously seeing uh, the Pac-12 matchups. I mean, what are you looking to see? I mean, that USC-UCLA game, 
It looked spicy uh, before Arizona beat uh, UCLA and kind of ruined it a little bit. Still should be a good matchup, though. Yeah, it would be a good matchup. Uh, USC is really, um, like you said, uh, has done really well. Uh, they're high. They, they definitely go down the trenches. But with them, I see USC uh, winning that. I see them beating UCLA. The way UCLA looked against uh Arizona team, I don't have any hopes on UCLA uh, winning that game. I could see USC in the Pac-12 championship. And Oregon, that's another disappointment right there. We already see how um, they're not they're not that great of a team. So you, it could be possibly comes down to uh, Washington or Oregon. I just think USC is going to run the Pac-12. Now they'll still be on that um, outside of um, on the playoffs. It all depends on uh, TCU, but I see TCU running the tables. But I'm not sold on them. They'll probably get in. They're gonna lose. They'll probably lose against Ohio State. I see that. Uh, yes, uh, the pack. The Big Twelve is not that strong. It's just TCU, which is high scoring. They're able to to just dominate. They're going to run the table there. Um, oh, big yeah. time. Obviously, it's going to come down to Ohio State and Michigan. I like Ohio State this year. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be right down the wire. So I like that. So, yes, I see Alabama has a potential to get back in the race. I don't see L- – I see Georgia just going to beat LSU. Tennessee is going to be an outside, but like Larry said, I think Alabama is a better team. Tennessee is just has played over their heads, and I you could just see that real Tennessee showed up against Georgia. I'm not sold too much on Tennessee, but with them getting beaten Alabama, they might get that last slot. But I see Georgia beat. I see them as a see Tennessee losing in the set, even they get the playoffs. They're gonna be dominated again. I, I Tennessee, I give them kudos having a great season, but I still the the two complete the three complete teams are obviously Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. It's just Michigan should be a fourth play, even they don't win. They still I think they're a better team on paper than TCU, but sure. hey, the committee is gonna look at it's gonna be a very interesting last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting last three weeks. I mean, one thing I do want to touch on, even in that loss to Arizona, UCLA, my guy Zach Charbonnet that I've been, you know, talking about ever since Zoke's Christian days when I was covering him. I mean, 24 carries, 181 yards, three touchdowns. Fantastic performance out there. It's going to be fun to be able to see Relique Brown on the other side with USC. And you got uh, what Zach Charbonnet over here. So that's going to be uh, fun uh, to be able to see those running backs to see what they could do. Uh, obviously, with the USC defense, I don't think they could handle Zach Charbonnet. But with only you know a couple weeks left of uh, college football, I mean, we've been mentioning Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Anthony. Lo- looking at uh, you know this top four, we've been talking about maybe not sold on TCU, maybe not sold on Tennessee, a few other teams. Who do you think is going to enter that fourth spot? Uh, when it's all said and done, and do you think that top three, there's going to be any shakeup? Uh, not too much shakeup with the top three. Um, you know, obviously somebody's going to have to win the Ohio State-Michigan game, so uh, they'll probably slide down to 
number four maybe, and then if uh, Bama can win the SEC championship, I'm sure sure they'll get right back into the uh, right back into the uh, top four. So maybe even slide up to number three. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I think we're in agreement that Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan definitely going to make it, and I think we all kind of agree Alabama. You know, they'll, they'll probably find their way to sneak in once again. Um, you know, uh, depending on what TCU does in the final uh, weeks as well. But uh, now transitioning into the NFL, obviously, uh, what you have um, undefeated Eagles going down to the Commanders, Tyler Heineke. I mean, it looks like the savior once again back in their their one playoff performance. What against the the Buccaneers? How he came out and uh, you know him ending that perfect season for the Eagles with that. Do you think the Eagles are going to, you know, take any steps back or do you think it was just one loss? They'll shake it off and get right back to it. No, I think, I think they're going to lose at Lucas oil. I really like Jeff Saturday. He's going to clean up that offensive line has been underachieving for Indianapolis. And I expect Indianapolis to get on a major role. And uh, the team, the team to beat in the NFC uh, Minnesota, like I was telling Anthony uh, before our taping, that Minnesota didn't really they they didn't really win that game. It's just uh, Buffalo handed it to them. All they had to do is take two victory formations and move a couple inches, or if they didn't feel comfortable, run it out of the end zone when the game ended, and and take a safety and make it 27-25. But the the national media does not talk about that. That should never happen. And it's happening with this coach three or four times, blunder after blunder after blunder. They're winning besides coaching blunders, in my opinion. And Buffalo really is the best team in the AFC, but could they win? Probably not. They'll probably be a surprise coming out of the AFC. I still like Cincinnati, believe it or not. I still think they're the best them or Baltimore to to go to the Super Bowl. It wouldn't oh, surprise man. me. Cincinnati is that people have to play over their heads to beat them. They haven't played a they haven't played their best. Wait till they start playing their best. They're gonna be they're gonna be tough to tough to beat. And I really think the uh I think Kansas City realized the LA Chargers get back their uh their two wide receivers. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen uh, Sunday night. They could pull an upset and beat the Kansas City Chiefs because Kansas City, if they win, they basically wrap up the AFC West. But if they lose, anything's possible with the second half of the season. But uh, and another matchup I'm curious about is the New York Jets and the New England Patriots at, at Foxborough. The Jets are six and three, playing really good. New England five and four. Uh, they could they could really uh, get back in the race if New England beats the Jets. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shakeup. Yeah, a lot of shakeup can happen definitely. And uh, what Cowboys coming? Uh, yeah, they put in Minnesota. That that should be a good matchup. And sure. Minnesota, we're. I think that's an even. That could go down to the wire. Minnesota and Dallas. Yeah, yeah, that, that could go to the wire. And 
Uh, what, Dallas blowing that 14-point lead against Green Bay, though? Yeah, that, uh, was, that was not good against a week. It was, uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a yeah, big-time yeah. Packers fan, so with there a lot of go, Cowboys so. fans around me. <laughs> There you go. So coming up with that three-point uh, victory and, uh, you know, the Colts coming back into action with Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Uh, what Jonathan Taylor looked good. Offensive line looked good. Uh, he said, uh, what, in a meeting that uh, he challenged his offensive line as well. So, yeah, Anthony, with, uh, you know, that Packers win with the Colts victory, do you think any of those teams who've been struggling this season might get back on a roll after those victories? Well, with the Packers, we're going to have to see if they're willing to consistently keep running the ball. It's obviously been an issue. I mean, you've had Aaron Rodgers coming out. No, we're going to go down swinging, <laughs> you know, throwing it deep, which, you know, that's how we're going to go down. Um, so if we start running the ball more and keep that as the focus, I I see a rebound. But, you know, it's I think they have one loss in them before they're going to be eliminated from the playoffs pretty much. The Colts, uh, I see them turning things around, especially with all the money they're putting out for that offensive line. Um, if they can start running the ball consistently, now their defense is going to start playing better again because they're not on the field as much. But I think that's going to take more time for their offensive line to really congeal and kind of become what they're supposed to be. So maybe by the end of the season, they will get to where uh, Larry was saying they're going to be. But, uh, I mean, so who else? The the Jets are looking better. What, if they win this weekend, they're going to be number one in the AFC East. So, yeah. Um, I'm seeing, yeah, like, the yeah. team's turning around. Yeah. Uh, I, Miami is the biggest one I see. Just, I think, since Tua came back, they're, you know, they're flowing. They're, they're uh, that, that's, that's the big turnaround right there. So. I think at yeah, this yeah, point, they're, they're my favorites a, for the AFC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're on a four-game winning streak, 39-17 victory against the Browns. Uh, Chris, from what you saw this past weekend, uh, how, how you think some of these top teams are going to uh, do the rest of the season? Chiefs continuing their dominance. We were mentioning some of the teams trying to get back in the mix. Yes, I see the Chiefs still going to be – I think they'll still – even with the Chargers receives come back, I still like the Chiefs. Uh, definitely, I think they'll win the AFC West. But like I was saying, I could see the Colts uh, putting it together with Jeff Saturday getting that team. I think they're going to be inspired to play. They're going to get motivated again. I see them making a run. I see them um, making a run for that AFC South. I don't think the Titans are really a, a secure. It's not secure yet. And I could see um, this, the Colts could be that team who could get it together at the right time. In, Janu in January, so I, I know they could be that that team who could get red hot at the right time. I do like Indy, and definitely with that offensive line, and especially with a different with a new atmosphere, I think they can make they can make some noise. Look out for them, and the Green Bay Packers. Like uh, even so, with that win, that's a great win, but. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to go further. They may put it together, but it's probably going to be too little too late. They might get in as a seventh spot. Like 
you know, definitely they struggled, you know, throughout that season. It was a good win. They did, they changed up the, um, the run. They got the running game. If they can continue, they could be, they could be over 500. So, uh, the AFC, I think the best team right now, I thought Buffalo, they not, they've been struggling. They're the third best team in the AFC East now. I think the Buffalo, I think the Miami Dolphins are the team to beat. I'm not saying they're the best, but I think they're going to win. I think they got the AFC East in control now. And Buffalo, they'll, they'll get in as a wild card. The Jets, uh, uh, they are really looking impressive. Like I said, they got some. They got a critical game at New England this weekend, but just really, I've been really, been, really been impressed with that team. They have shown a lot of improvement. They overachieved, so I've been really impressed with the Jets. And I think the NFC North, the Bengals will still be there, but I like the Baltimore Ravens. I think they'll come out top of the North. There, they, Lamar's doing extremely well. I think the team is coming together. I think. Them staying healthy, I think they'll they'll take the NFC North. They could probably be, I think, the second or third best team in that AFC. Uh, I think the second best. I like the Dolphins as the third best, but I think the Ravens could be that team, and I think they could go to Arrowhead and knock off the Chiefs. I think they, I think they have this could be their time. But the Bengals, I'm not, I'm not counting them out. They are really playing well. They're they gonna get it together. And I think they'll be a good wild card team, not a team you want to play in the first round against. Even they get in the wild card, they could still do well. Right, never count on yeah. Joe Burrow. <laughs> yep, yep. Never count on Joe Burrow for sure, Anthony. And I mean, got a lot of uh, great teams that are definitely hitting stride. We'll see if they can continue that on uh, coming up the rest of the season. Just looking good, as you mentioned, a few other top teams out there as well but thank you very much everybody for tuning into the rl football report the podcast covering all things football at all levels thank you very much to anthony lamar joining us once again our special guest we had larry sanderson and chris ramirez also here bill jones part of our four-man team but bill could not join us today but if you want to listen to his analysis and all of our analysis as well all of our episodes are up wherever you listen to podcasts once again there's the rl football report covering all things football at all levels. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time.